I want to add my thanks to that which was given by Brother Frank to this congregation. I thank God for you. I thank the Lord for allowing us to have this time together. It's been a good time. I think of you daily and pray for you daily. Calling before our Father's throne, this congregation. I thank God for sending you a pastor, my friend, my brother. Mike and I have had a good, good, close relationship, and I thank the Lord for that. I want to preach, Lord willing, I want to preach the same message that Brother Frank just preached. But I want to preach it out of the book of Micah. And so I'm going to ask you to turn. If you find Jonah, you just go one more book and you'll find Micah. I was thinking as he was talking about how Every message that you man stands to preach, it needs to fit this mold. I, I pray mine fits that mold, Frank. I, I pray the Lord. You know, I was thinking yesterday, day before, searching for the message of the hour. And it's, that, that's the way it is. It's, it's the message of the hour. It's what does God have to say right now? There's 66 books here. And you, you, you began to look, you began to pray, and you asked the Lord, would you, would you direct my heart? And then that passage where he, he opened the understanding of his disciples, he opened their understanding. Oh, I pray that. That's what I pray. Lord, give me understanding here. I, I'm just, I'm ignorant. I'm just ignorant. And I don't know. And, I, and, and I've, I've said this in my heart. Lord, you know. You wrote it. Lord, this is your word. You, would you teach me? I was thinking about... This passage right here, Micah chapter 7. And I thought, how relevant is this for our day? Now, I, this, these words were written hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Micah was moved by the Spirit of God to say in Micah 7, verses one to four, he said, Woe is me, for I am as when they have gathered the summer fruits, as the grape gleanings of the vintage. There's no cluster to eat. My soul desired the first ripe fruit. The good man is perished out of the earth. And there's none upright among men. They all lie and wait for blood. They hunt every man his brother with a net that they may do evil with both hands earnestly. The prince asketh, and the judge asketh for reward, and the great man he uttereth, uttereth his mischievous desire, so they wrap it up. 
The best of them is as a briar. The most upright is sharper than a thorn hedge. The day of thy watchman and thy visitation cometh. Now shall be their perplexity. Now here the prophet is just laying his heart bare. He just, his heart is broken. And he sees what's going on around him. He thought that faith, the faithful, were practically gone out of the earth. It just appeared as though that, that the Lord was calling all of His preachers, especially, calling them home and, and didn't really see a whole lot being raised up and where 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 were the young men? It, it, surely he was thinking. And I I thought to myself as I was going over my notes here this morning, and I, I that's what he said. Woe is me! I'm, I'm when they've gathered the summer fruits. I'm looking I'm looking for something uh, to to feast on. I need to hear, and it's still there, but it's 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 like the Grape gleanings. There's just no big clusters to eat where you can go. You know, where do you go and find? There's well, there's a church here in, in Cottageville. And uh, well, let's see. There's one I think in Fairmont. And down, down south, you know, down in the lower part of the state. And there's maybe you can find one over in Lexington. Maybe one there in Ashland. But it's just there's, there's no there's no place that I can just say or you can just go anywhere and the good man has perished out of the earth. Well, you know how nice it used to be for me to be able to call up Henry and uh, call Don, talk to Scott. Scott used to be able to come in to the church. I'd be sitting there, you know. Scott, I got something I want to bounce off of you. Just gonna, you mind if I talk to you a little bit? You know, good man has perished out of the earth. There's none upright. They all lie and wait for blood. Just everybody and their brother, you know, trying to give you some trouble. I can find those easily. They just, I don't know. See, I draw them or something. I don't know. But this, this, I, I know that being able. You got something on your heart and you want to talk to somebody. But you want to talk to somebody that, that is sitting where you are. You know, I've got to, I, I, I need to talk to somebody. And there's just a few of us, seems like. You know, Frank, Mike, there's just a few of us left, Paul. And all this world's religion, it hates God. It has one goal, to do evil. Word God's bride, and and do it, and then call it good. That's what they do. Oh, this day, this day of open rebellion. It's not. It's not going to always be. I know that. Verse four: The best of them is as a briar; the most upright is sharper than a thorn hedge. The day of thy watchman and thy visitation cometh. Now shall be their perplexity. There's coming a day 
But right now, it's tough. It's just hard. It's just so, so hard. I know this, so I, I all of my doubts and fears and, you know, wishing, wishing I could talk to this one, wishing I could talk to that one, you know, these men that the Lord has taken. Brother Henry said one time, he said one of the greatest losses this world ever suffers is when God removes one of his chosen vessels of mercy, ones he's taught something. And they went years and years and years of, of the Lord teaching them. And they, they had to suffer. They had to. They had to. It was their lot. But God taught them something. And they, 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 had, they had gleaned from, from that, that time of being with the Lord and studying. And, and then God took them, you know. Think of these men. We've talked about just that. Think of these men. How, how much God taught them. And uh, you can't just call them up now. You know, it's not going to be. Scripture says in verse 5 and 6, Trust ye not in a friend, put, not, uh, put ye not confidence in a guide. Keep the doors of thy mouth from her that lieth in thy bosom. For the son dishonoreth the father, and the daughter riseth up against her mother, the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Man's enemies are the men of his own, own house. Trust not. Now, we've got some friends, and I thank God for good friends. I mean good friends that I can talk to, that I can share with, that I can, I can bear my heart. But when he says trust not, don't, don't look to for support always. Don't look to for them. Don't, don't look to them for surety. Don't look for them for that which is certain. Why? Because they're just like me and you. We're just frail creatures of the dust. And we, we see such dishonor. Son dishonoring his father. Daughter rising up against her mother. The mother that bore her. Brought her into this world. That dad that gave all and Worked and did, did without for himself if he had to. And such dishonor, such disrespect. Man's enemies are the men of his own house. That hurts. That hurts, Frank. That hurts. Own household. Scripture declares... Verse 7, here's his, here's his resolve. He's only got, this, this is all I got. Therefore, I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. Listen to this. My God will hear me. God will hear me. I'll look unto the capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, the Father that was pleased to choose me in Christ before the foundation of the world. The Son who loved me, eternally stood for me, redeemed me by His blood. And the Holy Spirit who was pleased to call me out of darkness, call this rebel, rebel 
and teach me and guide me and seal me. Bless me. Keep me. Keep me from falling. God's able. Therefore, I'll look unto Jehovah. I'll wait for the God of my salvation. I, I can find no lasting confidence. Even from these men that we all love, we still love them. They're just not here. I can't find any lasting confidence from them or any of us. Me, don't trust me. But I can trust him. I can trust him. I can trust him. Oh, I wish I would. I wish I would as I should. All oh, the disappointments and the sorrows and the failings of others when they're the means used by the Spirit of God to drive me to Christ. I thank God for that. I thank the Lord for His, His mercy. I will wait, Micah said. I will wait. And the only reason I will is because He keeps me. That's the only reason I do it because I know if it was left up to me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Scripture says in verse 8, Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Don't, don't rejoice against me. Because when I fall, not if I fall, when I fall, I know I'm going to fall. I'm not going to fall from his grace, though. I'm not going to fall from his love. Why? Because he don't change. He never changes. When I fall, when I stumble, I shall rise. How do I know I'm going to rise? Because he said, I'll never leave you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. I will. I'll forsake you. I will. I, I don't want to, but I, I know I will. When I sit in darkness, if the Lord is pleased to put me in a place where I, I just don't know what's going on. I just don't know. It's darkness. I can't see. I, I don't know what He's doing. But I know this. The Lord shall be a light unto me. He'll show me. I may have to just sit there and wait and wait and wait, but he will be a light unto me. I will bear the indignation of the Lord because I've sinned. I know this, whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth everyone that he receiveth. You know how many of my kids I whipped? All of them. All of them. And you know what? Every one of them deserved it. Everyone, they didn't get it as often as should. I, I, there might have been a time or two I was tired or something. I don't know. But I guarantee you, we had a good understanding. Good understanding. I won't whip you for a mistake. But I'll tell you what I'll get you for. Disobedience. Disobedience. I will bear the indignation of the Lord because I've sinned against Him until He plead my cause. 
until he plead my cause, you know, which is eternally been so. Until he plead my cause as my great high priest, whoever liveth to make intercession for me and execute judgment for me. Vengeance belongs to him. He's going to take care of us. He will repay. He will bring me forth to the light, and I shall behold his righteousness. Boy, that's a that's a comfort. I'm gonna I'm gonna see him. I I don't understand this. We're gonna see him as he is. Okay, I I get that one pretty well, Frank, and be like him. Boy, you, you just try to explain all that to, to me, but I'm still not going to get it and be like him. Scripture says in verse 10, Then she that is mine enemy shall see it, and shame shall cover her which said unto me, Where is the Lord thy God? Mine eyes shall behold her. Now shall she be trodden down as the mire of the streets. Who is this she? Well, I can tell you ultimately who she is. She's false religion. She's that, she's that woman of the night in Proverbs 7. That saw that simple man standing on the corner and enticed him. Good man's gone. Won't you come on over? I'll tell you who she is. She's Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots. What's going to happen to her? Shame shall cover her, which said unto me, Where is the Lord thy God? This God you say that's so sovereign. This God that you say orders all things. This God says he's never going to leave you, never going to forsake you. Looks like to me you're having some problems. Where's the Lord thy God? Mine eyes shall behold her. Now shall she be trodden down as a mire of the streets. There's a day coming when we all going to stand before God and the Lord's going to settle this thing. God's going to settle this thing. Oh, you can make fun of what Scripture says. You can laugh at, you know, this thing of you saying God just got an elect. You, you, you say, and God's just, you know, he's, he's going to do whatever he pleased in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. Well, we're going to see. We're going to see. You that said, where is your God? I love, I love when the Spirit of God moved upon David said this. He said, Psalm 115, he said, our God's in the heavens. That's where he is. And I'll tell you what he's doing. Whatsoever he hath pleased. That's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. You make fun of him. And you laugh. And you laugh at him who is God. Who does as he will. You laugh. And you talk about your free will all you want to. But there's coming a day. God's going to settle him. Oh, verse 11. In the day that thy walls shall be built. In that day shall the decree be removed. There's, there's coming a day of glorious revelation of the full and final and eternal restoration of the Lord's bride. I, I know 
I know it appears right now in this world. You, you talk about, I don't know how many churches I passed coming from McCoy's, coming to this building right here. I mean, Glenda, where are you, babe? There you we made mention of this yesterday. She said, there are, there are so many churches on this road right here. I mean, there's a this and a that and the other. Where, where can you go and find somebody that's preaching something that's worth hearing? Here. When I think of Parkersburg, Cottageville, Ravenswood, you know, the only thing I think about is here. This is the only thing we're talking about. Oh, there's coming a day. In that day, in the day that thy walls are built. Oh, that blessed and complete unveiling of that which Almighty God is eternally purposed to do. Oh, the walls of His, His church, lively stone. I'm looking out here and I'm seeing some lively living stones. But you know what they are? They're, they're built. They're built upon a sure foundation. The cornerstone being of Christ himself. Oh, that, that, that day thy walls shall be built. In that day shall the decree be removed. Everything that was ever written it stood in her against her. Ain't going to be no more. What about her sins? <laughs> They're cast as far as the east is from the west. Isn't that good news? Where are they? In the depth of the sea. The sea of God's mercy. Forgiveness. Cast behind his back. Where is that? I don't know. But I can tell you this. They're not going to. Stand in opposition against her. In that day, verse 12, also he shall come even to thee from Assyria and from the fortified cities and from the fortress even to the river and from the sea to sea and from mountain to mountain. You know what the Lord's going to do? Now look, look what he said. Verse 12, in that day also he shall come even to thee from Assyria. The fortified cities. The Lord is going to come and he's going to find his people. I thought Assyria was one of those countries of rebellion and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's where he's going to find me. He's going to find me in these places where I thought I was so secure. In those fortified cities. Oh, where I had, I'd made my decision. I'd made my stand for God. Man, I was a song director. Taught Sunday school. Oh, in that day also he shall come even to thee. From Assyria, fortified cities, fortress, even river to river, sea to sea, mountain to mountain. Almighty God has a sheep. And you know how many he's going to find? You already know the answer, don't you? Every one of them. He's going to find them wherever they are. They're scattered all over this world. I know that. And that's why we're doing what, what we're doing. We're going to go into all the world and we're going to preach the gospel to every creature. 
and we're going to tell them what Almighty God has done. And we're not, I'm not trying to make you make a decision. There's some, I'm going to tell you what God has done, and I'm going to trust the Lord that He's going to come to thee from Assyria and fortified cities and fortresses, either river, river, sea to sea, mountain to mountain, and He's going to call them. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. Notwithstanding, verse 13, the land shall be desolate because of them that dwell therein for the fruit of their doing. God's got a people, and He's going to save them. He's going to tell them what He's done. He's going to re reveal to them through the preaching of the gospel. I've always loved you. I've loved you with an everlasting love. I gave you to my son. My son has, has redeemed you, shed his blood, He's earned your righteousness. You're robed in that righteousness. Called you out of darkness. I've put you under the sound of a pastor that I raised up. And he's taught you. I've taught you through that pastor. But for those that God leaves to themselves, and He has a right to do it, those that He leaves to themselves to do exactly what they want to do, notwithstanding, the land shall be desolate because of them that dwell therein for the fruit of their doing. That day of judgment, left to their own rebellion, they're going to suffer loss. They're going to stand before God and they're going to plead all of their good works and they're going to say, this is what I've done, that's what I've done. And he's going to say, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Verse 14, here the, the believers plea for help. Feed or rule. If you've got a marginal reading right there, rule thy people with thy rod. The flock of thine heritage which dwell solitarily in the wood, in the midst of Carmel, let them feed in Bashan. Gilead is in the days of old. According to the days of thy coming, out of the land of Egypt I will I show unto him marvelous things. The nations, shall see, the nations shall see and be confounded at all their might. They shall lay their hand upon their mouth. Their ears shall be deaf. They shall lick the dust like a serpent. They shall move out of their holes like worms of the earth. They shall be afraid of the Lord our God and shall fear because of thee. The Lord regards his fold. And he does rule us with his rod, strength, the bread of heaven himself. He's our king, our Lord. Oh, we desire, let's drink from the fountain of life himself. And while we're dwelling in these woods, woods of this world, Lord, rule us while we're here. Rule us as you did. Guide us, direct us as you did your people when you brought them out of Egypt. Lord, keep us. Show us your way. And now with this, this, this case laid bare, here's the prophet Micah. He's just, he's just born his, his heart. The eyes of his understanding has been opened that he can... See that 
He's like us. He's in this world and not of it. Knowing that we are, according to the Lord's will and purpose, we're to be blameless, harmless sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom we shine as lights in the world. Let's, let's proclaim in, in closing this, this blessed hope. Let's, let's sit and wait and set forth the glory of Him in whom our hearts rest. Here it is. Verse 18. Who is a God like unto thee? Who is a God like unto thee? Exodus 15, 11. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who's like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? His answer, none. Who is like unto thee? Nobody. Nobody. Isaiah 44, 6, Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and His Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first, I am the last, and besides me there is no God. And concerning him who alone is God, what does the Spirit of God set forth that he does? i tell you what he does. He pardoneth iniquity. I, I read that right there and I make this assumption. I'm guilty. I know I'm guilty. But according to satisfied justice, Christ, having borne the guilt of all his people, borne their, their sin, made sin, having borne their guilt in his own body. And Almighty God dealt with him in absolute justice. And he forsook him. He forsook him. My God, my God. Why hast thou forsaken me? Who is a God like unto thee, like unto thee that pardoneth iniquity? Takes it away. Pardons it. Lifts it. He didn't just sweep it under the rug. He did what he did, and it was right. By his grace. The Spirit of God sprinkling God's people with the blood of the Son Himself. They hear that truth through the preaching of the gospel. That's what you said, Frank. Who is a God like unto He that can lift the guilt of sin from a sinner? He's guilty. He's guilty. And take that sin and give it to His Son. Make Him to be what he was not. Who can do that? God. God can do that. That pardoneth iniquity and passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage. He's going to pass by the transgressions of somebody and it's the remnant I've said this before so many times to Katie. They get tired of me saying it, but that's okay. Uh, 
my mama, when I'd watch her make clothes, she'd get that pattern, you know. And I always was amazed. And she'd go out there, and, you know, she'd go out there and she'd buy that that material. She'd look on that pattern. It takes like, I mean, you know, two and seven-eighths of a yard. Two and, you know. I said, well, why don't you just buy three and get it over with? Just two and seven-eighths. But you know what? When she was done... You could take all the remnants. That's the first time I ever remember hearing remnants. You tell me about remnants, you know. But it was just a few little old rags. It wasn't even a rag. It was just junk. It was just remnants. I mean, I could hold them in my hand. It didn't, didn't have big pieces left over. That's what we are in ourselves. We're just, just remnants. But we're precious remnants to him. We're his remnants. Passeth by, covers, forgives the transgressions of the remnant of his heritage. They're his chosen. He's always loved them. And Christ redeemed them. Paid their debt. And he's given them a heart. They made them willing in the day of His power. And they've come to Him and they've cast it themselves upon His mercy. read a quick story one time about a man standing in his field and he saw a little old fawn. Just, I mean, and on the heels of that fawn were some dogs that was chasing that little bitty fawn. And that little fawn ran straight to that guy and jumped into that guy's arms to get away, and those dogs was fighting him, and he started, he, he said, with that fawn appealing to my strength, I wasn't going to let him get him. No, sir. He kicked those dogs, kicked them, but he held that little fawn. He said, him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast you out. I am not going to do it. And I got a lot of reasons to be cast out, I'm telling you. He passes by the transgression. Oh, they've been redeemed, regenerated, made willing to come. He passed by. Who's a God like unto thee? He said, when I see the blood, I'm going to pass over you when I see the blood. And I tell you what, he sees that blood right now. It's there. It's there. It's there. Sprinkled on the throne of glory. On the mercy seat itself. Where is that? I don't know. But I know it's there. And he said, when I see it, when I see it. He didn't say when I, I remembered seeing it years ago, but it's not there anymore. It's there. How much of it's there? All of it's there. You know, whenever on the day of atonement, you know, whenever they crucified I'm not crucified, uh, when they uh, sacrificed that animal. You know how, how much of the blood had to be drained out of that animal? Go back and read it. All of it. All of it. All of it. How much of the blood was drained? Just a little bit. And I, they drained it all. Drained all of it. How much of the blood of Christ was shed? All of it. All of it. All of it. Now, you, you, your mind's going to start thinking on things, and you're going to say, well, he was raised from the dead. I, I, I can't explain that. 
I can tell you that when he came to his disciples, he said, I'm not a spirit. He said, spirit doesn't have flesh and bone. I don't even know where to go with that, Paul. I don't know what to say. I know what you're thinking. I don't know how to answer it. But I can tell you this. When he shed his blood, he shed all of it. All of it. All of it. Nothing was held back. When I see the blood, I'll pass over you. And I'll tell you who a God he is. He retaineth not his anger forever because he delighteth in mercy. He retaineth not because he delighteth in mercy. Let's turn back to Jeremiah 9. Just look at this with me for a minute. Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23, 24. Jeremiah 9. 23. Thus saith the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord which exercise loving kindness, judgment, righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. I delight to do it. Oh, I think, Lord, delight to show me mercy. Lord, let your delight be found on this unworthy sinner. He takes pleasure. takes pleasure in being merciful and compassionate to whomsoever he will. That's what he told Moses. Show me your glory. I'm going to have mercy and compassion whomsoever I will. I know the unregenerate doesn't care for this. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care for his mercy. They don't care for his compassion. They don't care for his goodness, his love, his holiness. Oh, but to us who've been shown something of who we are, he delighteth in mercy, retaineth not his anger forever. Look at verse 19. He will turn again. He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities. And thou wilt cast all their sins into the depth of a sea. He will turn again. Not that he turns according to his purpose, for there's no variableness, neither shadow of turning with him. But he providentially manifests in time toward his people that he's to do what he's eternally purposed to do. He turns away. He turns away his wrath because he didn't turn away his wrath at Calvary. He didn't turn it there. He regarded him. He was guilty. He was made sin. He was made not guilty in himself. He bore our sins. This, this promise of turning. He will turn again. This, this promise is concerning what he does for his people. Because Christ bore our guilt. God passes by. He passes by the transgression. He turns us to himself. Pulls us in again. 
Jeremiah 31, 18 says, Thou hast chastened me, and I was chastened as a bullock unaccustomed to the yoke. Turn me, and I shall be turned. For thou art the Lord my God. He delights in mercy. He will turn. He will have compassion. He will subdue our iniquities. Thou wilt cast them all to the depths of the sea. He will subdue our iniquities. He, he Not only has he pardoned our iniquity and taken away the dominion of sin on us. Scripture says in Romans 6, 14, Sin shall not have dominion over you, for you're not under the law, but under grace. God's purpose, grace, that he's pledged toward us. He absolutely, the Scripture declares, He's going to turn in our understanding again. He's going to turn again. Going to turn again. And he never turns. He never changes. You'll cast all of them into the depth of the sea. He's going to subdue our iniquities. They're not going to have dominion over us. Cast them out of his sight. Verse 20, thou wilt perform the truth to Jacob and the mercy to Abraham, which thou hast sworn unto our fathers from the days of old. There's a beautiful word right there, thou wilt. You will, you will, you will perform. How do we know that he will perform the truth to Jacob? Now, Jacob was the one he loved. Jacob have I loved. Jacob, who the Lord said, your name not going to be Jacob anymore. Your name going to be Israel, Prince with God. And he's going to perform the truth. I'm going to give you all of this inheritance. How do I know that we have the surety? Standing before God, in that day, in that day, I, I, I'm going to just close with this. Thou wilt perform the truth to Jacob, and I'm convinced there's some Jacobs here. And the mercy to Abraham, Abraham. Abraham, you know who Abraham was? That was Jacob's granddaddy. That was Jacob's granddaddy. Abraham had a son. His name was Isaac. Isaac had a son. His name was Jacob. God had promised I'm going to show mercy. I'm going to show mercy to your granddaddy because I told him I was going to. I'm going to show mercy to your daddy because I told him I was going to. And I'm going to show mercy to you because I promised. I've given my word I'm going to do that. I'm going to perform it, which thou hast sworn unto our fathers from the days of old. I'm going to perform that mercy. I pray that Almighty God be pleased today to have mercy and have compassion on some folks right here. I pray that God, in these days that are so uncertain, I started thinking about how discouraged I am when I look around and see what's going on in this government, in this world. Then I 
by God's grace, I guess I began to think, boy, look at, look at how much is going on in this world that's so disrespectful to Him. Look how few there appears to be. But I tell you how many's here. As many as God's raised up, and He's going to raise them up. And He's going to have a witness, and He's going to give every one of them a heart to say what old Micah says right here. I'm going to wait on them. I sit in darkness. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't even know what's going to happen after the, right now. I don't know right now. But I can tell you this. If he puts me in darkness, he is my light. And for that, I can settle down, Danny, just a little bit.